Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. Everyone say with me, I am a tree. That's right, it should be spreading. God wants to make us all like that man or that woman in Psalm 1, blessed because we're rooted in him. When we're rooted in him, we become privately healthy. We, we become healthy and blessed in a way that is not affect, that we're not affected by this world the way people are affected by this world. Because we spend time with God, because we're alone with God because he is our source of everything, because he's our nourishment, because he's our life. We're alone with him privately, and then we grow strong, and then we can stretch out and be a blessing for his glory. How many want to be a blessing for the glory of Christ? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's amazing to me how with one word God can do so much and say so much. With one sentence. And all of us are called to be like trees. This series is all about the essence of how to personally live the abundant life, privately healthy, publicly fruitful. And then we're also called to make disciples. And this series is here to teach us what are the core factors of helping someone else grow. Can I tell you something? Whatever makes you grow would also make them grow. How many would say amen? So you know how to make disciples. That's what this series has, the purpose of this series has been to teach us, not just to grow personally, but to teach other people how to be disciples. You know all you have to do is focus on being like a tree. And today's message, well, let's read first. Let's go ahead and read the passage. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Come on, everyone. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Blessed be the promise of God, the word of God, the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen. Now today's message is titled, Your Equipment. It's titled, Your Equipment. And as we've been going through the essentials of what makes us publicly fruitful, we've covered so far that God wants to, first of all, strengthen us as the, could you put up the next slide, please? God wants to strengthen us. He wants us to have this root system that also gives us a strong trunk. The trunk is what enables the tree to stand regardless of the elements. The strength of the tree begins, comes right from the trunk, but then it, it starts to expand because as we expand, the more we expand, the farther our reach, the more we have to give of the love and life of Jesus. And now today we're going to talk about being equipped. Now what's unique uh, 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 about this particular series is that trees have actually been equipped with a unique tool that is similar to how we've been equipped. 
And actually, we are similar to them because trees were first. <laughs> and trees have actually been equipped with the ability to communicate. Everyone say communicate. To communicate for the sake of preserving life. Okay, now here's what I mean by this. Our research revealed that trees employ life-saving communication through scent and chemical and electrical impulses in their leaves and in their root system. And every time trees communicate, their main purpose of communicating is to preserve life. Now here's, let me give you an example. Uh, about four decades ago, scientists were studying in the African savanna, and they noticed that uh, giraffes were eating certain types of trees, and when they would bite the trees, the leaves, they, would, they started to kind of react in a unique way to the trees, and then the, they would back away, and they would go. It's almost like there was something not right about the leaf. And so they would bite the leaves and they would back away and then they would go, not to the next tree, but they would go down about 100 yards away. And so this started this whole uh, uh, depth of study and research. And it turns out that when a giraffe will bite into these leaves, the tree releases a toxin that is very distasteful to the giraffe. But it does more than that. It not only releases a toxin that's distasteful to the giraffe, but it also releases a scent that the trees that are close by, they pick up that scent and they too start to release toxin. So that as the giraffes go by smelling for a new tree to bite, they go, this one smells just like that one. This one smells just like that one. And they go. Now, when that scent disperses in the air, they have to go and they have to find someone, someplace else to eat. And so there's this incredible life-giving communication where one tree lets all of the other trees know, hey, there's danger here. We're under attack. And, and I want to give you advance notice so that you could so that you can protect yourself reminds me of the verse that says encourage one another while it is day right also we found out that trees warn each other through their fungal network through the fung fungal network of their root system and when when trees are being attacked not just down low but above there's something that they release it's sort of a chemical, uh, 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 and a, uh, a chemical impulse and an electrical impulse that goes throughout the network. I uh, honestly, if we didn't, by the way, all of the things that we've said, we have cross-referenced with other, um, uh, with other uh, uh, authorities because some of the things that I read as I researched on this, I said, that's impossible. So here's what happens. When the root system of a tree comes under attack, they, they send messages to the rest of the trees and say, and, and the chemical and electrical impulses that say, get ready because we're under attack. Here's another thing that they do. They actually send out a pheromone that attracts the predator of their predator. And so they're calling the guys who are attacking them. They're calling the guys and say, yo, come get them because there's free lunch here today. <laughs> they're so wise. The Bible says that we should be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. 
But the, the interesting, the overall arching point of this is that trees do communicate, and every time they communicate, they're always protecting one another. They're always looking out for each other. When they communicate, their goal is to preserve life. Now, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 18.21, death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And what we need to understand today is that we too have a tool of communication, and that tool of communication is meant to preserve life. God is a communicator, and God spoke and not only created the world, but he created life. And he has given all of us the tool of communication so that we can speak life to people. How many know we're not called to speak death? We're called to speak life. What comes out of our mouths should be speaking life, 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 life. And I can't tell you how important today's message is. I prayed, Lord, would you do, would you cause a revolution in all of our hearts today? Because we need to understand that we have been equipped by God to bear fruit for his glory. And it is impossible to really be fruitful as a Christian if you're not fruitful with your mouth. You see? Our mouth is our main tool of fruitfulness. You're going to see that in a moment from the teaching of Christ himself. By the way, one more last point of note when it comes to trees. It turns out that trees are like in the book of James, they're slow to speak. It turns out that those electrical impulses, they travel one-third of an inch per second. So it takes trees a, a while to get the word out and to communicate and to, and to release those toxins. And I found it funny because the Bible says that we should be slow to speak and quick to listen. And uh, how many know a lot of us can really follow what trees are doing and be slow to speak? We should be wise that way, just like a tree. And so it's an amazing thing that trees actually communicate. And now what we're going to see is a teaching from Christ himself. And he teaches us that the way we become fruitful, and let me say it this way, our ability to communicate is crucial to our fruitfulness. And we're going to see that God is saying if you want to be fruitful, you have to understand that our fruit is an overflow of our heart. Let's read this together. Ready? Our fruit is an overflow of our heart. What comes out of your mouth is a key to your fruitfulness. And your fruit, your, whatever comes out of your mouth is actually an overflow of your. Okay? So if you want to be fruitful, this is the key tool. Okay, the way we're fruitful, primarily, there's a lot of, there's more than one, but this is the primary way that we bear fruit. And let's look at it right here from the teaching of Christ, and then we're going to pray. Watch this. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, 
nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. Let's read this together. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. One more time. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Our mouth is what makes us fruitful. You see, Jesus taught that we are all like trees and our mouths, what comes out of our mouths is what makes us fruitful. There is a powerful connection. Our fruit is the overflow of our hearts. And so I want to pray today, and I want to ask the Lord to really help us to communicate so that we bring, so that we bear fruit and so that we bring him glory. God is able to put the power of life. He has put the power of life in our Anyone ever had a life-giving sentence spoken to you? Could I see your hands? I would say everyone in the building, someone has spoken life into your heart. It's the way God is. It's who God is. Remember, everything began by God communicating. He said, let there be light. You see, it was by the power of the tongue of God. And we are made like God in the sense that we too have the ability to impart life. And I want to pray that the Lord would help us to understand and to, I, 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 was, I was telling the staff this morning, I want to pray that the Lord would give us a conviction, not in the sense that we feel bad, but a conviction in the sense that we are convinced all the time, every day, all day, whatever we're doing, that we're, we're convinced that our mouths are an instrument of fruitfulness. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time, oh God. Lord, we want to we sing high praises to the Lord of all. And we want to give you glory and we want to be fruitful. And Lord, your word teaches us that it is impossible to be fruitful without our mouths. Lord, you've given us our mouths to reveal what's going on in our hearts. And so, Lord, I pray that something powerful would be released. I pray that some ugly things would be broken today in the name of Jesus. I pray that unholy habits and unholy practices would be broken in the name of Jesus so that we would become fruitful for your glory. Bless this word. Bless our time together. Bless our day for your glory and honor. In the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, amen. 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 So today we're looking at, we're really focusing on fruit. And here's what Jesus is teaching us, some quick things. First of all, he teaches us that our fruit is either good or bad. It says, for no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does, does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Don't you know people based on how they talk? 
You come to conclusions based on what they say. Uh, you form impressions of who they are, their character. All of these things are the result of what comes out of a person's mouth. And, and Jesus is being abundantly uh, uh, pointed. He's being very pointed about this issue. So let's very quickly, what is it that determines good fruit? Well, good fruit is, is based on a, a couple of things. Good fruit is identified first by freshness. Second, by taste, and third, by its nutritional value. Bad fruit is identified as rotten, as bitter, and as unhealthy. Here's the image, okay? Uh, uh, God, Jesus is saying that what comes out of our mouth looks either like this or like that. Come on, that's nasty. Okay, he's saying that what comes out of us is like this beautiful tomato. How many would love to make some sauce with those guys right there? Or how many want to make some sauce like this? You see, because when, when nasty, bitter words are coming out, we are feeding this to people. To our families, to our children, to our neighbors. Instead of freshness coming out, this is rottenness and bitterness. There's all sorts of terrible things that can come out of the mouth of a person. Fruit is either good or bad. It's just what it is. You see, this is what Jesus declared. What is coming out of us is either, either good or bad. Vile words, vile cursing, gossip, back, uh, backstabbing, anger, all of these vicious, inconsiderate things on this side. Or our words are fresh and nutritious and life-giving. How many would say amen? How many want to have what comes out of you like this? Now let me just say a couple of things real quickly. By freshness, you know... When someone spends time with God and they talk, there's something fresh about what they have to say. It's not just that you know truth, it's that you've been with the living truth and the living God and therefore what comes out is fresh. Some people grow up in church, they know all the right things to say but their words are still stale. Because you cannot, you cannot fake being with Jesus. I mean you can fake it but it just not, doesn't work. You can tell when someone has been with Jesus. You can tell when someone reads their Bible, when they're full of God, when their private life is rooted down deep because what comes out is fresh. You see, what comes out is fresh. It's not just old verses. All the verses are old. The, the Bible's thousands of years old. It's not that the, it's not old verses. It's that the, there's something life-giving when someone spends time with Jesus. Also, it's tasty. You see, the, the Bible says our words should be seasoned with salt. There's something about when someone has spent time with God, when Jesus was talking to people, he said, we've never heard teaching like this. He has life and authority. His, our hearts burned when he was talking. Oh God, give us mouths that make people's hearts burn. How many would say Amen. And here's the last thing. When fruit is good that comes out of you, it always is nutritious for other people. It always builds them up. You see, it encourages them. It strengthens them. It empowers them. It doesn't bring them down. It doesn't put them down. It actually builds them up. You see? And so we need to be mindful all the time of what's flowing out of our mouth. 
Because how many want good fruit? Lord, burn this image in our minds. When we're talking, let us see this right here. Rotten tomatoes. Wouldn't it be awesome if this week when you're going to say something, the Spirit goes, oh, oh, rotten, 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 get it back. Right? Amen? Don't let that rotten thing come out of your mouth. Here's what nutritious fruit is very quickly. A fruit-bearing mouth is, first of all, life-giving. Secondly, a fruit-bearing mouth is truth-telling, speaking the truth in love. If you hide the truth, you cannot have a fruitful mouth and you cannot have a fruitful life. If you're embarrassed of the gospel, if you're embarrassed of what Jesus said, you cannot be fruitful. We have to speak the truth in love. Amen? Okay, a fruit-bearing mouth is gospel sharing. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. How many know only Jesus can save? It is the only name in heaven and earth by which men can be saved. We have to share the gospel. A fruit-bearing mouth is comforting. You see, a fruit-bearing mouth has the ability to, to bring, to comfort someone's broken heart. The Bible talks about the instructed tongue that sustains the weary. You see, God, give us that tongue. Lastly, a fruit-bearing mouth is wisdom imparting. Wisdom imparting. And can I encourage you? You know, I've said this to my children. I've said this to the staff. Can I encourage you to read the Bible and especially read the Proverbs for the sake of gaining wisdom? You know, wisdom is such an amazing thing. When you impart wisdom to someone, you're giving them what they need to move forward and progress in life. Like in sports, when, when I grew up playing sports, there were guys who were ahead of me who said little things about A or B that you're like, oh, snap, thank you for that nugget right there. You see, that's a difference maker. You see, and how many know we're supposed to be the difference maker in people's lives because wisdom, wisdom is flowing out of us. Oh, God, help us. Help us to impart wisdom and life and comfort. You know, let me say, I, I actually heard this before I walked in. So we have a, a brother on staff who was doing rotations. He's just got his degree uh, as a doctor. And he was doing some sort of rotation. And he was in a place where there was a teenager who no one wanted to talk to because he was just impossible, this kid. And he went in to talk to the kid. And the kid was so angry and so frustrated. And the kid was like ready to just, you know, kind of rip his throat out. He's like, hey, man, what's wrong with you? He says, you don't really want to help me. He said, no, I do want to help you. I do. That's why I'm here. I'm here because I want to help you. I want to hear you. I want to talk to you. Tell me what's bothering you. Let me put the, put the clipboard down. And, let, and then little by little, the kid began to share. And the kid began to share the, the reason that his heart was so full of bitterness and hurt and, and all of these things. And then, all of, and then other doctors came in and they were like listening. And they, when they left, because the kid completely changed, some people listen. A great part of, of being able to speak is listening first. Some people just need to be heard, and then once they hear, then you can give them life from your tongue. You see, I have to tell you the truth. I was saying this before. I've got like, I've got about four hours of material for, th for 35 minutes. And here's why I want to say this. 
this entire series, we're just scratching the surface. It's so that you could take the time to drill down deep and study all of these different things. Study the word of God. Can I get an amen? amen. Study the word of God. Study the word of God. Get filled with God's truth. God wants us to be the kind of people that impart life. Secondly, Jesus is teaching us is that our fruit is sourced from our heart. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of, his, of the heart, his mouth speaks. It's out of what's inside of here. And we need to understand that everything that comes out of us is sourced from our heart. Simply stated, there is a direct connection between private health and public fruitfulness. Because fruit is the purest and most direct public revelation of your private relationship with God. Let me say that one more time, okay? Fruit is the purest and most direct public revelation of your private relationship with God. It reveals private health. And so our heart determines the quality of our fruit, the fruit of our lives. And, and fruit is so powerful in its impact that it literally gives the tree its name. So why do you call a tree an apple tree? Because of the fruit. Why is an avocado tree an avocado tree? Because of the fruit. Fruit is so powerful that it literally identifies the tree. And brothers and sisters, we are supposed to be identified by the fruit that flows out of our hearts. How many would say amen? That tree belongs to Jesus. That is a Jesus tree. That sister, that sister is a Jesus tree. That brother is a Jesus tree. How many know that's what they should say? But see, it is, it is because of what is revealed from our hearts. It's what flows. Incredible thing, this tongue of ours. It can set things on fire or can be used to heal. It can be prophetic, life-giving, transforming, or divisive, destructive, detrimental. How many, how many men have I spoken to over the years that have profound wounds because their dads were unable to speak life into them? How many marriages, even today, how many marriages are broken, messed up because people are unable to speak life? See, that was strategic when she said, everyone say, I love you with the love of the Lord. You see, it's, it's, it's not that difficult. Saying I love you is not that difficult. Speaking life. But we have to be deliberate. We have to be mindful we have to realize that the, one of the main ways that we bear fruit for his glory is actually by revealing our heart. You see, it's revealing our heart. It's like, it's kind of like this. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more sensitive your tongue becomes. 
Whoever you spend time with, that's who influences you. You see? That's the way it is. You spend time with Jesus. It's so funny you spend time with Jesus and you go to say something and it's like, oops. You ever had that moment? You're like, oh, no, no, no. Thank you. Come on. Come on, Lord. Honesty is falling. (laughs) Amen. We're going to replace amen with yup for a while. (laughs) It's true. Come on. Amen. And so, so, so we have to realize that if you end the day, you listen to what mostly came out of your mouth that tells you where your heart is. If we're going to be like trees, he has to impact us here so that we'll impact the world from here. But I'm praying God impact our hearts. Impact our hearts, Jesus. Impact our hearts. Please, Lord. Please, what does Chicago need? What does this world need? It it needs a revival of people who've been impacted by the private presence of Jesus. It's the only thing that's going to change the city. Only thing that's going to change the world. Help us, Lord. Okay, here's the last thing and we're going to close. Our fruit is our treasure. Okay. It says, the good person out of the good everyone of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure of his smart, of his uh, uh, evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the, of the heart, his mouth speaks. And what we have to realize is that our fruit is our treasure. Okay, it's our wealth. It's our value. These are our jewels. This is what we get to offer to this world. We get to offer them treasure. You see? We're not worried about about being successful in worldly ways. We want to be fruitful for the glory and the kingdom of God. And that means that we must offer them treasure. You see? Now... Here's what I believe as we go to wrap this up. I believe that sometimes the world is more dialed into the power of communication than the church. And I want to pray that that would change today. I believe that sometimes we fail to recognize how powerful God really wants to make us as the body of Christ based on what we say. Listen to this, uh, um, um, Mark Twain, Mark Twain said this, could you guys, yes, the difference between the right word and almost the right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Look at this, Andrew Fletcher said, let me write the songs of a nation, I don't care who writes its laws. You know Why? It's because our kids are not studying the laws of the nation, but they are listening to the words, the lyrics of the songs. 
Our kids are listening to what Jay-Z and Kanye and whoever else is out there. That, that's the best I can offer. I don't really know any of them, but I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now because I said that. But see, whatever is coming out of, of those guys, those guys are the Pied Pipers of our time. You see, because words matter. Words matter. Listen, I was in the Holocaust Museum about three or four years ago, maybe even more than that. And uh, I saw this, this picture that actually blew me away. Look at this. Hitler knew it. He said, this is Hitler. He said, all great world-shaking events have been brought about by the spoken word. Adolf Hitler understood the power of communication. You see, the world pays a lot of attention to what it says and how it's said. And I want to say, we need to pay attention to what we say and how we say it. How many would say amen? Because that's the treasure. That's the treasure. Now listen, as we were researching this, there's actually a story. If you go to the Holocaust Museum here in um, Skokie, um, there was a story highlighted actually this week of a woman, Fritzi Fritschall. She's a Holocaust survivor. Listen to this. So when she was 13 years old, she was in Auschwitz. And she was the youngest out of all of the women in that section of the women. And they would get a piece of bread or a couple pieces of bread for like 600 women. And what they would do is that they would give her the bread. And they would say, eat, Fritzy, eat. You have to stay strong. You're the youngest here. You have to stay strong. And listen to this. They said, you are our messenger. Tell our story. So they understood someone has to leave this place and tell the story. Someone has to share what took place. Well, listen, we have an even greater story. We have to share that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He's the Savior of the world. We have a story to tell and we have to value it. We have to recognize that we have treasure to share. And in marriages, let there be treasure going back and forth. Parenting with our neighbors on the job. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Look at what Proverbs 25, 11 says. It says, like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. That's what God wants to make our mouths like. That we would speak. And when we speak, it would be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That helped me. That encouraged me. That put faith in my heart. It made me want to move forward. It made me want to do A or B or C for the glory of God. It gave me hope. It gave me courage. It gave me faith because of what you said. Oh, Lord, let that be said of his people. We don't need to be wise in the things of this world. We need mouths filled with treasure. And I want to pray. I want to pray that our mouths would be like a sweet offering 
all day, words of life, words of blessing flowing out of us. You know, I, I, I'll tell you real quick. So Dale Moody was in a meeting once and he heard someone say, this world is yet to see what God will do with one life that is totally surrendered to him. And that, and Moody prayed and he said, I'm gonna be that man, okay? And, and, uh, and years went by and towards the, towards the end of his life, Moody actually found that man. And when he spoke to the man and said, look, what you said impacted me, you know what the man said? He said, I don't even remember that, you see? But how many know whether you remember your words or not, how many know they're powerful? <laughs> Lift your hands to him. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Come on, from your mouth, from your heart. Day and night. Night and day, let incense arise. Day and night. Everyone stand to your feet. Come on, let's give him the highest praise like we stand before. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Let our hearts be like incense. I want everyone to take the per hand of the person next to you. We all need this. The altar is not big enough today because all of us need this. God wants us all to bear fruit for his glory. We all need this. How many would say amen? I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. Look at me before we pray. Listen, we have to learn how to share life now. We have to learn how to say I love you today. We have to learn how to talk about who Jesus is now. We need to value our treasure and our words today. Today is the day to say to someone that you love, I love you and I appreciate you and you're special. And my life would be law, it would be so much less without you. I need you. You're special in my life. Or today is the day to speak to one of your children and say, You're special. You're called. God has something great for you. Today is the day to speak to a neighbor and say, Jesus loves you. Today is the day. Now, not later. Not good sermon, good truth. It's now. And the Lord is able to turn our hearts right now. So let's pray to the left and the right just for a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, turn our hearts, oh God. Turn our hearts. Make us speak, those that speak life and truth and comfort and wisdom. Help us, Lord. Make us fruitful for your glory all over the building, oh God. Teach us to share love. Teach us to share your glory and your goodness, oh God. Today, God, today, now, oh God. We don't want to wait till later. We don't want to say you know what I mean. We want to say what we mean now, oh God. Help us, oh God. Let treasure flow. Let treasure make us fruitful. Make us fruitful. Make us like a fruitful tree, oh God. Father, we thank you. You're the king of our hearts. We place our hearts in your hand. We ask that you would do surgery on our hearts today. Remove any bitterness, remove any rottenness, oh God. God, we ask that you would, God, cause a freshness to our walk with you, Lord, so that fresh words would flow, oh God. Life-giving words, nutritious words, edifying words, oh God. Make us a fruit-bearing people. To the left, to the right, the front and the back. Father, let the words of our mouth and let the meditations of our heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. 
Release your people now to bear fruit for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Greet one another before you go. Come on, say something life-giving.